0: Hello, hello. Welcome to a special episode, a special series of Mentors on the Mic. I'm here with Kate Bone. Hi, Kate. Hi, Michelle. So good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Speaking of New Year, okay, this book, is so important, so exciting for me. I picked it up actually, I would say, at beginning of December. My sister had this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And like many people, I-, I looked at it and went, I've been meaning to read this. I've been meaning to read this. Can I borrow this? And she was like, sure, that's fine. So she'll just pick it up for me later. But in the meanwhile, I've marked it up. I've like, put all my notes in it. I might have to buy her a new copy on a side note. But this spoke to me because I knew January was coming. I'm very big into like new beginnings. I'm a big resolution person. I'm a big like setting goals for myself. And I knew that this would help. Why did why did you pick up Atomic Habits?
1: Originally it was recommended to me by one of my dear friends and fellow artist Dora Pirelli and she was reading it and was just like this is changing my life. Uh, we're both constantly in a state of like we know we need to practice our guitars more <laughs> and we know we want to get better at our instruments but it's literally painful. I don't know if anybody listening has like tried to learn guitar. It's literally painful. Like you have to build up calluses on your hand. So how do you get yourself to do something that's hard and uncomfortable? And Dora was like, this book is the answer.
0: Yeah. And I think specifically why habits, because, you know, I I look at my life sometimes and I realize like, and, and they talk about it in the book that like, sometimes small, like habits, small choices can change your entire day. Right. There's this element of like sometimes these small, almost seemingly insignificant choices that we sometimes don't even realize that we're doing. Right. Picking up the phone, going on social media when we're bored, uh, checking our email constantly. I know I do that myself. <laughs> There's this element of it changes the course of your day. It changes What we're doing and and what goals we're focusing on and our intention for a given hour, all of a sudden that hour will fly by and we'll be like, what did we even do? And that changed how I felt about myself. That affects how I feel at the end of the day when I'm like getting into bed and I'm like, oh, that day didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel because you know, sometimes just a couple small choices. And I think that's that's how he describes atomic habits, right? He says small habits can make this big difference and that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. When we think of like an atom, like a little small atom making like a sum, a building block of things, right? This idea that small habits can actually be incredibly impactful.
1: Yeah, and, and right on with that, he talks about how our current reality is a lagging measure of our habits. So the cleanliness of our room is a lagging measure of our systems of organization. And so what our current reality is, is literally built by what we have done in the past. And then once we really ground ourselves in the present and look around and say, whoa, I could really affect where I am a year from now, by showing up in a really mindful,
0: conscious way today, mm, but I feel like having some sort of sound effect to that. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> If I only had higher production value. But, you know, what I thought was really interesting and and super relevant for the fact this is like the beginning of the year, right? We're all looking to create new habits for the upcoming year. And I think to myself, well, how do you do that? Right. Normally I sit down and I go, these are my goals. These are my resolutions for the new year. Um, And I want this and this and this and this to be done by the end of 2023. And I will say consistently by the end of that year, I forget what my initial goals were so obviously that hasn't been working for me. But I will say James Clear has a really great sort of way of explaining why that doesn't always work. So he thinks about it in layers, right? These three layers. We talk about maybe the, let's say the center of this, like the center layer of an onion, right? The center is this idea of goals-based resolutions or outcome-based resolutions, this idea that we set our a goal for ourselves, whether it's going to the gym four times a week or meditating every day or journaling every day or picking up guitar, right? We set these goals, this is what we're going to do. The next layer around that would be processed or system-based resolutions, this idea of changing how we're going to do that, right? So the second layer is like decluttering your desk or a new routine at the gym. Those are ways you're going to accomplish that initial goal. And then that third layer is presumably, if you get the first two, the third layer would be, okay, well, I'm a different person. I'm a healthier person now. I'm someone who goes to the gym all the time. Or I'm someone who, you know, changes your worldview on things, your self-image, your judgments. And he actually says the better way of looking at it, the, the more effective way of looking at it is going from that third layer down to that second layer, down to that first layer, which I thought was really interesting. So do you want to explain what that means? How, what, what is he saying? Why, why would the third layer be more of an effective strategy?
1: It's all about embodying the identity as the base layer, as mm. the foundation. So rather than focusing on the thing that we have to do really taking it all the way to our core, like you said, of I am the kind of person who Mm -hmm. is outdoorsy, who goes for walks. I am a healthy person. I am an artist. I am a a family member uh, or whatever it might be, the ways that we show up in a particular identity. And so when we're at a crossroads in our life where we have to choose one thing or the other, we can simply ask ourselves, what would an artist do? Exactly. Oh, I think, you know, if I was an artist in this moment as an artist, I would take this time to write some thoughts down and sit with myself or I would Uh, get out my materials and have them on the desk so that they're easier for me to access. And we're going to get all into the different strategies of how to make these action steps a lot easier and more enjoyable as we continue to talk. But I love it because he talks a lot about embodiment and that's a lot of my background of like, hey, let's land in the body. And I know many of you listening are actors and artists and we have a lot of movement and voice training right just taking on a character how powerful that is you put on a certain pair of pants and all of a sudden you feel more authoritative I know when I was doing Shakespeare and I was doing drag male drag I would put I like had a sword in my belt I was like I feel very badass and powerful yeah. right so finding different ways that we can sort of activate activate these embodied archetypes and uh, embodied identities to make these little decisions and showing up for these actions a lot easier
0: yeah and it's really interesting it's as simple as someone going like what do you do and let's say you're creative a lot of creatives are listening a lot of actors like like Kate and myself and someone you know it's as simple as someone asking what do you do and your response is oh um I I act a little bit or I, I'm trying to be an actor, right? Just that simple answer can take away, it could, it could make you feel like you're trying to do something, you're trying to reach for a goal. And that attempt might not always land, right? You might not be an actor all the time in your head. Your mindset is off, you know, it can make you sad. You're like, well, I'm not enacting anything now, so that makes me not an actor, all of those things, right? Identity-based approach is answering, I'm an actress. And if you keep sort of reinforcing that, like habits, they'll happen, right? We'll we'll start to ask ourselves, well, what would an actor do right now? What would it, How would an actor do this? Right. And it changes the way we think of things. And, you know, people talk all the time about manifesting. It's kind of a similar concept, this idea of like, you know, a lot of I remember I was talking to someone whose friend is a series regular and she would just say to herself all the time, I'm a series regular. I'm a series. Reg- I'm a series regular. I am a series regular. And, you know, eventually it's like, OK, well, what does a series regular do? And like it kind of happened within a few months of, of sort of saying that over and over and over again. Now, that hasn't happened for me yet. But the, the concept Are is saying clear. saying it every day? Ex- I'm Michelle. not saying it every. <laughs> (laughs) Day, God, it's the amount of times I
1: need to say it. You're and are you saying it with confidence and authority and and full (laughs) belief in the statement? God, it's so hard. But we have to like talk about manifestation for a sec because I love like a spiritual moment and I love woo woo and I'm here for all the magic to be made and for all the the spells to be cast. However, when it comes to manifestation, I'm just so not about a lot of ways that people talk about it, which is like, oh, if I just say it to myself, then it will happen. There's so much more to it in activating that energy from within you. I wanted to say like owning it or Mm. something, but it's like I think that the critical question becomes not just saying I'm a series re- regular, but really showing up with the authority, with the full embodiment of what that is. And it's like, yeah, when you're a series regular, you're on set like a lot of hours in the day. You need to wake up early to get those workouts in, whatever it is. Whatever, and it's yeah. like, how can I train for the opportunity that I want before mm-hmm. it's here? How can I already be showing up in such a way so that when – what's Oprah's um, – or it's not necessarily Oprah, but Oprah, I feel like, made it famous. Luck is a combination of when preparation meets opportunity. We love you, Oprah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Preparation,
0: yeah. meeting the opportunity. How are we preparing? Absolutely. How are we showing yeah. Up? So Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the, the idea is decide the person you want to be and then prove it to yourself with small wins. So we are doing this, right? We we both have read this book. I mean, Kate's read this a few times, like not only by herself, but like also with her community. So we're very, very excited to talk about this with her. And so there's going to be a couple things we're going to go over today. But essentially, we're putting out a little like a mini series right in the next few weeks. And we're going to be talking and sharing a lot of the strategies that James Clear talks about. So whether you've read this book already and just want a refresher or you keep meaning to pick up this book, but, man, it's just really hard to make that a priority to, like, read. Sometimes it's just very hard to sit down and, like, we go, okay, I'm going to read this book today. Why not listen to a podcast instead? That might be easier. And so we, we will share with you his suggestions, his tips, his strategies. Um, but before we do, before I introduce the four laws that we will be sharing in the next few weeks, Kate, can you talk a little bit about Critical threshold?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. This was such a light bulb moment for me. I also think we need a sound effect here because I think that personally, as an artist, I've been on the grind, on the hustle for over a decade now, like very seriously. Yeah. And um, as an actor and a singer and a writer and there's this kind of thought of like, oh, but once I get there, then it'll all open up. Or once I get here, then everything will happen. And most of the time when I have achieved a particular goal or accomplishment, let's say I like produce and shoot my own music video, or I finally book that first co-star, second co-star, third co-star, fourth co-star, right? I keep thinking that there's going to be some tectonic shift and... I think a lot of that has led me to create Wonderwell. That's a conversation for another time. But what James Clear talks about in this book is how there is a critical threshold in which the circumstances change in a significant way when this barometric pressure reaches a certain height. The example that he gives is when you are heating an ice cube let's say if you heat an ice cube from 24 degrees to 25 degrees to 26 degrees you are not going to see any change in that ice cube all the magic happens at 32 degrees when that ice cube starts to melt and we can be putting in the effort we can be putting one foot in front of the other as artists or in our career in whatever way you move through the world and hitting those notches hitting those degrees and really not seeing a significant change in your life until you reach this critical threshold and just holding that image of the ice cube melting has been really helpful for me knowing that it's very possible for me to meet a goal to meet an achievement and not experience a huge change And I can just say, it's cool. I just heat my ice cube from 24 to 25 degrees. I'm moving towards 32. It's fine. This just wasn't going to melt it. (laughs) This wasn't going to, but I am closer. And so that's been a really nice image for me to hold as I continue to slog away and put my feet to the earth and the pedal to the metal.
0: Yeah, it's a visual interpretation of just, we're all putting the work in. We're all putting those little habits if you will those little like achievable milestones and we're we're not quite sometimes there at the 32 degree threshold the critical threshold but we're inching our way closer and so maybe we're just at 25 or 26 degrees now and it's all towards this this idea of what we want that melting point if you will whatever that means for you um but but it it's it's going there and it's getting there and it's great So James Clear breaks down a good habit into four laws and we will have a little mini episode for each of those laws. So I will introduce them. How can I make it obvious, right? How can we make the habit that we're we're working on super obvious? The second one is how can I make it attractive? The third is how can I make it easy? And the fourth is how can I make it satisfying? And so we'll go over that. That might make no sense to you right now. And that's totally fine. But each of these laws is like they're jam-packed with great tips and strategies that we will be sharing in the coming weeks. So yeah. And one fun thing also, in addition to everything. So not only you get to listen to this episode, but this upcoming Sunday, January 8th, we are having a special séance, if you will. Kate, can you tell us what's going on on Sunday? We're gonna have an integration session. Okay, so now quite a séance.
1: Not quite a séance, <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I am again. It, I am fully here for all the magic to be happening. <laughs> Bring your tarot cards, no. Um, <laughs> This will be very practical and an embodied way to wrestle with this material. Um, At The Wonder Well, we host a book club for our well members. And what I love about that is like we just have some time to really wrestle with the material together. And so Michelle and I are going to be hosting these totally free to you integration sessions where we're going to unpack the chapter. There are exercises. There are little worksheets that we can do. We're going to hop on the call together. We're going to go over the principles. We're going to do the work together and then have a, have a space to really integrate everything that we're learning because I don't know about y'all, but I can listen to motivational self-help books, like drinking water. Like yes, I will just All chug live it. one day. And I think this speaks to a deeper level of like, we know the right things to do. We really know. So many people know, oh, that's the right thing to do, or oh, this would help me get closer to my goal. The tricky part is integrating it from what we know into what we're actually doing and embodying. And so we are going to be hosting those integration sessions where we'll get to hop on live and wrestle with the material and enjoy each other's company here in the new year.
0: So it'll be this Sunday, January 8th at, what did we say, 7 p.m.? At 7 p.m. Eastern, come join us. Come make this a reality, right? So it's not just talking about it and learning about these habits, but let's, like, challenge ourselves to, like, implement one of them and figure out what it means for us. So we have a lasting thought, right, a thought that we want to leave with you guys. Kate, what is the thought we want to leave with everyone that they can sort of process in the next week?
1: Yes. So first of all, let's just, like, take a breath together. (laughs) Nice deep inhale. Exhale, and just like feeling your feet on the ground, feeling yourself here in your body in this moment with your eyes up, looking around, landing into the space of the new year. What I wanna drop in to this space is that our desires are really here to take us on a journey. And Michelle and I both work with lots of folks who have really big dreams and get after it and do it. And there's nothing more inspiring than being in the company of folks who are really leading from their heart and uh, making the movie that they wanna see and making their dreams a reality. And so I'd just love to drop this little intention into the space In that our desires, our genuine heart's desires are here to take us on a journey, to show us something, to teach us something and help us become the next deeper, authentic version of ourselves, that next iteration. That's not something that we have to go outside of ourselves to create, but it's something that we awaken from inside. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really curious in this time, let's really drop all the shoulds. Let's drop what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying. And as you go through this little mini series with us on creating atomic habits, let's really get centered in like what we actually care about and what we actually want to create and what we actually want to see in the world, because that is something worth doing hard stuff for. (laughs) And that is something worth showing up for. And that is a journey worth sharing. Only you can write that story. Only you can connect to that desire. And I'm so excited to see you in our integration sessions and see you meet your desires this year.
0: Well said, Kate. Well said. I look forward to it as well. And uh, thanks for coming on this journey with us, everyone. We're so excited. Let's get after it. (laughs) I'll See you on Sunday, guys. See you on Sunday. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you haven't yet, do me a favor, drop a five-star review, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, and find me on Instagram. I'm at, at Michelle Simone Miller and at Mentors on the mic. Share this in your stories. Let me know what you think. Share it with a friend, and I'll see you next time.